0: I always seemed to have an audience, I thought as I pulled the blade from the man's neck. With a sigh, I stood up and looked at the men around me. Dirt and grime covered their faces, accompanied by a fair layer of exhaustion. Still, they looked a damn sight better than the bodies at our feet. That looks like the last of them, sir, one legionary said. He turned his head to look past our defenses to the ground beyond. A few might have made it back to the tree line. I followed his gaze and shook my head. Off to tell their leader his cunning battle plan didn't work on its fourth try, I'm sure. A few smirks broke through the grime on the faces of those nearby as I sheathed my sword. One could hardly call the attack orders from the enemy general. Cunning. I noticed that the air was not quite as it had been after the previous assaults. Shifting my attention, I could make out some commotion on our left flank. Did Tiberius take some of them prisoner? I wondered, frowning. There was not enough noise for the battle to still be ongoing in earnest, though this was not the sound of a victorious unit either. I signaled for my second-in-command. Decimus! check our defenses and get a casualty report once everything is clear bring up the two reserve units so the others can get some food and rest orders given i made my way toward the other end of the line our standard bearer and three other soldiers fell in step behind me it had been 12 days since our legion crossed into enemy territory and 5 since i led my men ahead of the main column as first cohort We were set up a forward position and await the others. The men traveled light, mules following in the supply train with the main legion. If we did encounter significant resistance, it would make for an easier withdrawal. We set up on good ground, digging ditches and placing stakes to slow any attacking force as they crossed the open field. An auxiliary unit of archers and light cavalry accompanied us so I had some options for defense. And in all, we were just under 700 strong. The first attack came the day after we set up camp. We had four units in a defensive line, while the two remaining Centurons held their men in reserve. It was enough of our force to repel a direct assault and still allow us to respond to any surprises our hosts had in store for us. They committed to a full frontal attack, Charging through the ditches and up into our waiting spears, swords, and shields. Brute force and ignorance, I supposed. For three days, they came. For three days, we threw them back with ease. They have spirit. I'll give them that. Strategy and tactics, however, could use some work. Men just charged in as one large mass... Presumably to overwhelm us with sheer numbers. Swords, pikes, axes, just one jumbled unit of tribesmen running straight into us. Some sticks still had leaves on them. They had the numbers, to be sure, but not much else. In addition to our weapons and order of battle, we also had the bows and horses from the auxiliary to give the legionnaires some breathing room. We had only sustained a few injuries and fortunately did not lose any men thus far. Still, it would be wise to find more suitable ground closer to the rest of the Legion and supplies. So I sent riders back to the main column with news of our position, and the enemy numbering more than anticipated. The cohort set out just before dawn following the last attack, setting up a new position around midday. This not only brought us closer to reinforcements, but also put some distance between us and the enemy force. The area surrounding our original camp was now littered with fallen warriors, which would only bring sickness and death if we stayed. This only added to my concern as I marched toward Tiberius and his unit's stationed along the line. Our foe hit us with the same tired battle plan on better ground with even less men than last time. So why did this feel so different now? The mood changed as I got closer to the left flank. Euphoric shouts of victory were replaced with quiet murmuring as they looked toward their comrades. Some men from the center units were slowly making their way towards Tiberius, increasing my unease. I tightened my grip on my sword hilt and looked for Tiberius among the men. His red centurion's plume was not immediately visible, but I soon made out his cloak as he knelt next to a man on the ground. I cursed silently when I recognized it was his standard bearer. Looking around at the shaken unit, I took off my helm and knelt next to Tiberius. It was a year my junior and our second ranking centurion. What happened,
1: Tiberius? I asked him calmly. We just about had them running, Gaius. He said, still looking at the fallen soldier. They came at us in a screaming mess. We pushed them back and then... Tiberius stood and
0: surveyed the battlefield around him. I followed his gaze and noted quite a few of the
1: enemy lay inside our lines. Some kind of shock troops just hit us. Most of their men had been cut down. And all of a sudden... They slammed into us. I mean, they literally just ran into our line, Gaius. He turned and looked at me now. It doesn't make any sense. You send that kind of group in at the beginning, make a hole, and then send the rest of your troops in. Some damn right climbed over our shields and landed behind us. The ones I saw must have lost their weapons doing it.
0: I waited as he looked at the bodies again, keeping his eyes on them.
1: They tore into us like savages, Gaius. Slash them with a sword or bash them with a shield, it didn't matter. They kept coming like it didn't phase them. Bastards didn't even have weapons, and. He trailed off again, and I looked down at the few of the soldiers
0: on the blood soaked earth, all bearing deep wounds savages the legionary spat following his stare i found myself looking again at the dead standard bearer the sight was much clearer now without tiberius obscuring it a large portion of skin and muscle was torn from the man's throat making his tunic an even darker crimson looking around other soldiers bore similar wounds some were struck in the face others from behind from when the tribesmen climbed over their shield wall. It was then I noticed the body of the enemy tribesman to my right. His face had been bashed in, likely from a shield. He didn't look like much of an elite unit, at least nothing like the berserkers seen in Gual and Germania. This one looked of average height and build, with no additional armor to speak of. What made him stand out was the arrow sticking out of his chest. This was our fourth day of battle ahead of the main column. Our foe lacked an attack strategy, that is true. However, their numbers still posed a risk at overrunning us. The auxiliary unit of archers sent volleys as needed to slow the enemy's advance and give the cohort space to fight. We recovered what arrows we could between skirmishes, they could not always be salvaged in one piece as javelins could the auxiliary ran out of ammunition yesterday we had also not encountered any ranged units in our skirmishes so far our enemies attacking only in hand-to-hand melee combat was it possible they had a few archers their aim so poor that they hit their own men sir, beg to report I set the thought aside and turned to Decimus, who had completed his post-battle report and now stood to attention. Yes, Decimus, thank you. How do we stand? He started with his report, carefully deciding to start with our unit on the right flank. And I went back to surveying the enemy fallen, as he listed our soldiers' various injuries, damaged weapons, and like. These shock troops all looked rather... Unassuming, it wouldn't have stood out at first glance. Their skin had a slightly different hue from their allies, possibly war paint to inspire the others. And I could not make out any tattoos or designs on their chest or arms. Most of their skulls were broken, missing, or bloodied beyond recognition. Tiberius was not exaggerating when he said weapons didn't even slow his attackers. Looking back to the living, I motioned for the officers to follow me and continue the post-battle report from the command tent. The men already knew just how badly we had been hit, no use repeating the casualties as they saw to the fallen. As we headed toward the red tent, we passed the archer contingent, moving to help with our wounded and clear the fallen tribesmen. Behind them, The two reserve legionary units were coming up to take their positions on the front line. Okay, Decimus. How bad is it? I asked, turning to my second-in-command next to me at the table. Joining us were the other five centurions of the cohort, and the auxiliary officer who commanded the archers and mounted troops. A few of the younger ones winced briefly in anticipation. Tiberius had a face that could have been made of stone. "'Yes, sir,' Decimus said, trying to keep his face neutral. "'30 dead, 35 wounded. The Medicus states many have deep gashes, at least 10 of which are severe. If any of their attackers were diseased—' Several of the others tensed, particularly those who had been with the reserve during today's attack.' Even seeing it myself, it was a shock to think so much could be done by a small group of the enemy that was, for all intents and purposes, unarmed. We started the expedition with a full 600-man cohort, the first cohort of the Legion, no less. In less than an hour, we lost over a tenth of our fighting forces. Worse still, we were still some miles ahead of the main column. "'Have we heard from the riders we sent out this morning?' I asked, focusing again on the situation at hand. "'We already knew the answer before the auxiliary officer shook his head. "'Send another half-dozen back to the column,' I said after a pause. "'We have men in need of medical attention. "'We could use any escort they can provide as we make for the main force.' "'We could not break camp immediately, even with the urgency of the situation.' We had dozens injured and unable to move, with just as many to bury or cremate. With the attack coming in the afternoon, it was already getting dark for our troops to start an exhausted march in the open. I ordered three units to the front line, with the other two watching our rear with the cavalry. Tiberius and his remaining men elected to stand guard around the wounded at the medical tents. We will march out before first light, I concluded. The sooner we rejoin the Legion, the better. The moon looks full tonight, so that should make it harder for them to get the drop on us. But still, I want torches lit around the camp and everyone in full gear end on alert. You're all dismissed. Fists slammed against breastplates in salute, and the officers marched off to relay the command. Few hours later, I was still in the command tent writing my report and looking over a map for the best route back to Legion. We would bury our dead and set off at dawn. Gods forgive us, there was no time for cremation if I wanted to keep the rest of my men alive. Just then, startled shouts interrupted my thoughts. They came from the front line again, now manned with three units of Legionnaires. I stepped outside the tent and listened for sounds in the other areas of the camp. Get my helm, I ordered one of the guards stationed outside the command tent. He returned a few seconds later, the black and white plume shining in the moonlight. Every soldier wore full gear in case of an attack, but I didn't hear the sound of any weapons or metal hitting metal. It sounded more like a drunken brawl, men shouting over the scuffle. Let's go, I ordered, after putting on my helm. Now isn't the time for... I was interrupted by screams. They shattered everything. My words, my thoughts, the shouting from the front line, and then, just as they began, they were suddenly silenced. You have the reserves. I growled to Decimus now by my side. I grabbed my shield and javelin near the tent entrance And started for the front line The guards around the command tent followed suit The shouts and screams intensified As my small contingent of men raced forward Horns sounded from behind As the soldiers prepared for a flanking attack If the tribesmen had any sense The time to attack was now Clearing the tents I could now see the situation at the front And signaled the group to halt the entire left side of the line was in disarray. The troops were not fighting shoulder to shoulder, but instead, as every man for himself. Despite the light from the camp torches, I could not make out any of the enemy force. It looked as though our legionaries were in a losing battle with their fellow soldiers, all except for one unit on the other side of the line, which had not yet been engaged. Find Centurion Remus, I told one of the guards, motioning to the right. Have him pull his sentry back. We form a new line here. And as he ran off, I ordered another to sound the horn and recall the men back to our position. The troops were dropping fast, and it was hard to tell just how many of the enemy there were. For the few seconds I looked on, it was obvious the left flank was lost. Still, I could only make out our own soldiers in the fray. "'What the?' I trailed off, lost for words. Amid the fighting, one legionary raised his shield and deflected a charge by an unarmed soldier. As he raised his sword, another soldier tackled the legionary from the side. He let out a terrified scream and kicked to no avail as the two started to tear at him. "'I had to tear my eyes from the shocking sight as Remus ran up to me with two of his officers.' Behind him, I could see his men moving quickly to get into our new defensive line. What in God's name happened, Remus? I asked, nearly having to shout over the chaos in the front. A handful of soldiers heard the recall order and were now racing back toward our position. I don't know, sir, he panted, apparently more from duress than from the run over here. Sounded at first like just a scuffle between a few of the boys, and then panic broke out. All we could make out was yelling about dead men and... Remus trailed off, glancing at the retreating units, then back to me. They are... our men, Gaius, he said quietly, the ones we lost this afternoon... The bodies were laid out just inside the trench line so those bastards couldn't get to them. I stared at him in disbelief. They were... dead, Remus. Uh, Some even had their throats torn out. As I tried to make sense of this, the sounds of fighting had started to die down. I looked toward the front and saw four men running toward our position. There were two hundred fully-armed Romans making up that part of the camp defense a few minutes ago. Now, maybe a dozen were left. Thirty presumably dead men cut them down with no weapons to speak of, and we were their next target. Signal the others, I said, turning back to the men I still commanded. Auxiliary. Rear guard. All of it. Bring me everything we have. Now! Now! I held up my arm as Remus started towards me in protest. We hold the line, Remus. They got the jump on the others and destroyed them in detail. Stand firm, and we will have a chance. The horn sounded again, now a desperate call to bring the remains of the cohort together for one last stand. It also reminded whatever these things were in front of us, that we were still here. Any that were not already pursuing the survivors were on their way now. Taking position in line, I gave the order to use javelins. They were the only ranged weapons we had left, and many of the men were still armed with one. Those things were almost in range now. They moved at a pace somewhere between a walk and a jog. We were out of time. I took half a step back and hurled my weapon toward the advancing force. It struck one in the chest, just as the rest of the front of the line threw their javelins. Several grazed helmets were ricocheted off armor, but the rest struck home. And as they did, I drove my shield into the ground in front of me, and dropped on one knee. The second rank's volley soon flew overhead. A few seconds later, the third rank sent their missiles into the enemy force. And then, everything was still. The third volley had knocked down what few were still standing. The impact of a javelin was enough to bring a man down and disrupt an advance. If only these were still men. Slowly, the things that were once our fellow Romans started to get up. They did not make any sounds of pain or give any notice to their wounds. As the things stood, we could see each had been struck at least once, Some rose with the missiles sticking out of their torsos, resembling nightmarish creatures with multiple arms. The worst, though, were those hit in the limbs. One used its arm to push itself off the ground, tearing skin and muscle from its forearm as it separated from the javelin still impaled in the ground. Another was hit square in its ankle. Somehow, it managed to get itself back into a standing position. take a step forward its foot contacted the dirt and the javelin instantly tore whatever muscle kept it attached to the rest of the body the thing fell forward and its helmet slammed into the wooden spear there was a brief hope it was now out of the fight unable to walk But within seconds however it began to drag itself forward to join the renewed advance Shock and utter disbelief had taken over the line. A few men began murmuring prayers to themselves, imploring the gods to stop this madness. We could not wait for them to answer. I stood up and drew my sword, with the rest of the men nervously doing the same. Lock shields, keep them in front of us, I ordered. We have the numbers. We cut them down. One at a time until the last one is gone. And with that, the dead were upon us. Their bodies slammed against our shields, pushing the front rank at least one step back. I finally looked at the thing on the other side of my shield, actually seeing the features for the first time. I did not look at them earlier. I could not. I forced myself to mark their positions and throw my weapons as I would any enemy soldier. But now, now I had no choice but to look. It still wore full armor. It could be mistaken for a legionary at a distance, or any other knight. This one, like most others, still even had its sword and dagger attached to its belt. The eyes, however, could not be mistaken for those of a living person. The eyes were completely white, as though they had rolled completely back. In the moonlight, they had a strange glow to them, compared to its otherwise grime and blood-covered face. A thick black substance seeped from the thing's mouth, set open in its attempt to get past my shield... This looked different than the dried blood surrounding the creature's wounds. It had bite marks on its neck and arm, which I assume took it from the ranks of the living. The creature, determined even in death, threw itself against my shield in its attempt to get to me. I knocked it back, only to be struck in the arm by the spear protruding from its shoulder. I dropped my sword, but had my shield ready when the thing surged forward again. As the dead man slammed into my shield for the third time, I ripped the javelin out of its shoulder. Pieces of flesh and muscle flew into the air, but the creature gave no reaction. With both hands, I drove the spear into its heart. The thing responded not by crying out in pain, but by leaning forward to bite my hands, still gripping the spear. I recoiled, almost losing grip on my shield and staggering a few steps back. The creature came after me instantly. The soldiers on both sides were too busy fending off their own dead men to stop it. As it charged, I again grabbed the embedded javelin, this time using it as leverage to knock the thing on its back. With my sword still somewhere on the ground, I raised my shield and brought it down with both hands into the creature's neck. The blow tore the dead man's head from its body, separating him in two. Again, it gave no reaction or cry of pain. This time, however, it stopped moving. I sat hunched over the body for the next few seconds ready to bring my shield down again and reduce it to as many pieces as necessary. Keeping one eye on the corpse, I slowly rose and looked at the ongoing fight against the dead. Soldiers were holding the line, with the shield wall mostly intact. Some of the dead had broken through, but it appeared that others saw fit to remove their heads as well. I could also see one of the rear guard units had arrived. Decimus and the new units Centurion were moving fresh groups in to fill any gaps in our line. With their arrival, we had almost doubled our number. But what's more, the thirty or so dead creatures now numbered closer to twenty. Spread the word, I said to one of the 2nd rank officers as he handed me my sword. We opened the line and let them in one at a time, cut the head off, and then let the next one come through. He saluted quickly and made his way off. The remaining officers were shouting orders, our soldiers already methodically ending this nightmare. The Roman army is nothing but efficient. As I turned to rejoin the fight, another terrified scream ripped through the air. This did not come from the units in front or the dead assailants they fought off. I spun around as shouting erupted from behind us And instantly knew, in that moment, everything again fell apart. Several soldiers along the line turned, distracted by the screams and offered just enough of an opening for the dead to push through. The things had already set upon them as the other ranks rushed forward to close the gap one legionary tasked with decapitation heard the screams as he swung his sword at a creature's neck the slight change in stance saw his sword land into the thing's shoulder it knocked him to the ground before his friends could intervene eyes front i shouted to the soldiers around me trying to keep at least some portion of the line intact remus get your men back in line Motioning for the few men to follow me, I turned and made my way toward the center of the camp and the sounds of fighting. Bright flames now rose up toward the night sky. Our last unit of infantry had stopped on their way forward to reinforce our line. They were now in combat with even more dead men. The Medical tents. Nearly three dozen soldiers were wounded in today's combat, and were being treated well inside our defensive lines. Had they died and become more of these infernal creatures? Get up there and have those men reform, I ordered the few soldiers with me. If they have to, fall back to join the front line. I had noticed two men in single combat on the other side of the tents. One with a bandage was unarmed, but the other in a red cloak held a dagger in one hand. As I rushed toward them, the unarmed man tackled the other. I could see them punching and clawing at each other, illuminated by the flames. "'Tiberius!' I roared, causing the bandaged man to look in my direction. I drove my sword into the thing's neck and twisted, severing its head. With a push, the body crashed heavily on the ground. After scanning for more immediate threats... I took off my helm and knelt next to Tiberius for the second time that day. He was badly wounded, and his cloak now a deep crimson. He was bleeding from the scratches that that thing, as well as burns, presumably from the tents now ablaze. This time, I did not have to ask what happened. We couldn't save them.
1: (laughs) He said, coughing out blood as he did. The Medicus had never treated wounds that were so bad. Horns and victorious shouts came from the front. With that threat
0: dealt with, I knew Decimus and the others would be bringing the men here to finish
1: off the rest. Most had died earlier. Tiberius continued, regaining my attention. We didn't want to carry them from the tents. It would only discourage the others. We could... Bury the boys with the rest in the morning. I nodded, hearing the sounds of the
0: forward units quickly approaching.
1: They must have come back during the
0: fighting, he said, voice getting more distant.
1: We were keeping watch over the wounded, and
0: he trailed off, and I could see a small detachment of soldiers headed towards us. Tiberius suddenly grabbed my arm, drawing my attention once again.
1: Gaius, get our men out. You need to. Must warn them.
0: His grip slackened, and I set his hand gently on his chest. I stood up, knowing life had already left his eyes. The soldiers halted a few steps from me. For a few moments, they were silent as they looked upon the fallen Centurion. Sir, one finally said, saluting. All the enemy or troops were defeated along the front line. All of our forces are now engaging those from inside the camp. I nodded and followed the group back to the fighting. The wounded turned dead, proved a much less dangerous foe once the men were organized. None had helmets, and most just wore tunics when they were being treated in the medical tents. They were cut down quickly. Once all were destroyed... We could finally count our losses. From the infantry cohort, we had just over 200 legionnaires remaining. We also had about two dozen troops from the auxiliary. All of the horses managed to escape in the confusion when the tents caught fire. Considering these numbers, we set out immediately to rejoin the main column. We did not know what caused dead men to attack the living, or just how many more were out there. Our main concern was to regroup and send word back to Rome. After two days' march, we could see our legion from our position on the hill. Just as we were reinforced, we were immediately and hopelessly outnumbered. There was a reason why the legion was so far back. There was a reason why our riders did not return. They had indeed encountered the same foe we had, and they lost.